Hey everyone, welcome to Terra Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Good day. Good morning. Good evening. Good night. Have you seen that movie Megan yet? No, I'm. I have mixed feelings about whether I want to walk into uh, my childhood nightmare <laughs> slash. <laughs> I I thought of you. There's also it. Just also seems like. I look at Megan and she has a real punchable face. <laughs> yeah. I saw a review that said it was like Annabelle meets Terminator or something like that. You know, like it's got like a little bit action packed and there's of course a dance in it. Just oh, like, it, like a dance. In I'm going to want to kill her. I know. I know. And I think that's the fun part of it. Although I, is it, is it streaming yet or is it only in theaters? It's only in theaters. Well, when this episode airs, I don't know what will be happening, but it came out in theaters in January. So, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know. I see the posters with her on it and I really just want to punch her. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I was going to, I was just going to mention in case anybody didn't hear of it or wasn't paying attention. It's a, she, Megan is an AI. She's a, a lifelike doll programmed to be the child's greatest companion. And of course we've seen this all the way from Chucky and things even before Chucky where, you know, the parent's greatest ally, right. To have somebody that something that, you know, keeps your kid company basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, as you can imagine, I would not want that thing. Keep keeping me company. Well, (laughs) I would have thought my parents were trying to kill me if they gave me that thing. Yeah, I mean, the guy who uh, directed it, it's the guy who did Housebound, which is a movie I, I really I liked, a that. horror movie I really liked. Okay. Also, the screenplay was from Akila Cooper. I'm not sure of Akila's gender, but uh, they did Malignant, The Nun 2, ah, you know. Okay. And then it's produced by Jason Blum and James Wan's company. So, like, heavy hitters, man. I'll watch it when it's streaming. Yeah, I yeah, won't yeah. see that in the theater, but yep. yeah. Fair, fair. Just then I'll to, probably have a lot to say. I just wanted to ask you because I know that's... You a, know how I feel. I do. Yeah, I, I do. appreciate I that. I wanted you to share it with the people. Oh, boy. <laughs> I will eventually. Yeah. The latest Fangoria yeah. has a really fun... So the cover of it is Leatherface. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I have it, but I haven't yeah, read it. Yeah, so, you know, trailers used to be so different back then. Now, you know, we see so many of them now, but back then they would really put a lot into trailers and you would only have like, you know, four before you saw a movie. Now you go to a movie and it's like 30 minutes of trailers, almost to the point where people like really barely pay attention to them. Yeah. So there's an article in this, I keep wanting to say episode, in this issue. Issue. Jesus. Thank you. Mm -hmm about the development of this particular trailer for Leatherface and the combination of horror and humor that made it still to this day one of the most brilliant trailers, which is funny because the movie didn't really do all that well, but the trailer still... So I'll just read you the opening to the trailer because if you look through the article, it gives everything from a play-by-play illustration, which... You know, they used to draw everything out, which was so cool. Yes. Um, And this trailer actually made people believe that Kane Hodder played Leatherface because Leatherface was brought to life in such a way that, you know, because he played Jason so well. And they're like, no, it actually wasn't him. They were trying to con you Um, into going to the theater to see him. (laughs) Just people like just fans thought it was him. Yeah. So it says uh, a man stands by a lake, his back to the camera, a soft musical score complements the serenity surrounding him. Voiceover. 
Some tales are told, then soon forgotten, but a legend is forever. The camera pans over to the lake. The music swells as the tip of an enormous chainsaw peeks out from the murky brown depths. A bejeweled hand emerges that they call Lady of the Lake. <laughs> Lady in the Lake. A bejeweled hand emerges, clutching the base of the machine, but soon throws it, spinning into the air. The man by the lake catches the chainsaw and holds it over his head as lightning strikes it. The man swiftly whirls around the camera, revealing that he is Leatherface. A scream is heard in the background as the camera closes in on his face. The screen goes black and a bloodied, scratchy font reveals the title with the words, The Saw is Family. Slicing through the bottom of the screen inside the blade of a chainsaw voiceover. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre 3. Now from the producers of A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Real Terror Begins. Amazing. So I went and wa- I saw it. It's about like an hour and 20, I mean, okay. excuse me, about a minute and 20 seconds long. <laughs> it is a take on Excalibur. Oh. And what they ended up doing was getting the director of Excalibur to actually do this. And it is flipping hysterical (laughs) and they do a whole article on the production of this minute and a half trailer but that's how much like it the attention it got because it was so out of control ridiculous but people (laughs) are like i need to go see that so you can go on youtube and watch it it's really funny oh that's and and it's like you this woman's hand comes up out of the water all bejeweled like a lady in the lake (laughs) and and hence here comes you know the ultimate chainsaw and then it says the saw is family and he's just standing there like excalibur holding it (laughs) and it is fucking hilarious but this whole issue talks about it and it's, it's pretty funny great I mean, you mentioned Kane Hodder, so now I feel like I do have to mention that his new movie that's coming out. What is it? It's called Killer Goats, only <gasps> it's Kill Her Goats. When is that coming out? I don't know, but uh, let me just tell you a little bit about it. Audra's graduation gift is her dream house, but it soon becomes a living nightmare when some uninvited guests come to her homecoming party who aren't very subtle about the fact that they don't approve of the home's new owner. So... You may want to know that this is Kane Hodder and like four playmates or something. So <laughs> the, it, it, it's fantastic. It's all these Playboy playmates of the year and then Kane Hodder uh, and it's a slasher. So, awesome. Yeah, there's a killergoats.com website already and there's even merchandise already, which I may or may not have procured, but I will show that. And, and if you see the pictures... <laughs> It's I'm Kane. looking it up right it's now. It's Kane Hodder with a chainsaw and like ammo and a big goat head. Oh it's, God. It's like, it's delightful. Oh, that's funny. I see it. And mm-hmm. when I go, and when I go to this year's monster Palooza, I can't wait to like, I know he's coming back. I know. I can't wait to go like, please sign something with For goat goats. heads on it. And I'm very excited to know that Robert Anglin is coming as well. I am so excited. I am so excited. He's one we have not seen yet. Yeah. And if you are a patron of ours or you want to become a patron of ours, one of the things that we're definitely going to do this year is, you know, go to Monster Palooza and report regularly on what's going on there and it'll be part of what you actually fund us to do so i'm excited yeah kane hotter in goathead goathead let that sink in so great i mean i don't know i thought he was done playing these kinds of things after hatchet because hatchet was awesome but here Mm -hmm. we are and i am that's what i love about him though he's like all right let's do this again i'm here for it 
I'm here for it. I mean, I think it'll be trash and I'm here for Mm -hmm. it. All right. So the next thing we would like to do is a little thing we like to call. (laughs) The constipated version. (laughs) Horror facts with Kath. Sweet. All right. Shannon. Mm. Yes. Kathy. What's the movie poster tagline for house? Is it ding dong, you're dead? Is it? Dead as a doornail. Or is it ding dong, let me in? (laughs) I love movie poster taglines. Okay. And that is such a weird movie. Okay. Number two. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this last guy's, this guy's last name correctly, but George Lucille, who was president of the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee, setting up patrons looking for Jack the Ripper on October 16th, receives a box containing a letter and part of a blank. The letter was addressed from hell. So he receives a letter and part of a blank. The letter was addressed from hell. I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking a body part of some kind. Number three, McDonald's uses a less toxic version of this chemical to prevent the food from becoming too solid and therefore remaining edible, sometimes for years. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Number four. Historically, the werewolf must endure how many hours of excruciating suffering before converting? Mm, Like, mm, okay. The first time? Like converting the first time or went in the transition? Uh, the in the transition moon. of the full moon. Gotcha. Like every time it takes this. I like how I time. asked that question as if like that's going to make it like I'm, right. you know, well, and you considering the data, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, hold on, let me look back at which version. We're... <laughs> yeah. Is this the, uh, the, the virginal werewolf or is this, you know, does he yeah, have give some, me some more, uh, transformations uh, yeah. under his belt? Factors to put into my hopper. Number five. Yeah. Richard Chase, the most famous visionary serial killer, was known as what? Like what was his... his, Like his moniker? That's correct. Got it. Okay. More on that later. We all can't wait, can we? No, none of of you can. No. Do it now. No. We're not going to do it now. Nope. Nope. Not going to happen. Kathy and I have a book club as part of our uh, Discord. And I also created a Goodreads reading challenge for 2023, which is free to anyone who wants to join our group group on Bookreads. It's called the Terror Talk Podcast Book Army. So you can go over there and and you know just join us and we're just begin we're just starting it. I just started to put up a couple topics and but throughout the year and there's a challenge on there. And there's a link that'll link to our website and on the website it has the list of the 10 books and their criteria to do the challenge this year. And if you get all the way to 2023 and you send in your form to me at terrortalkpodcast at gmail.com and you send in the form and you tell me all the books you read and you've been an active member of the conversation, then at the end of 2023, I will tally all that up and I'll send you out a little gifty. So please join us. But all of that to say, we just finished uh, My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones, which we may have mentioned before. It was a book club read and for our 
book club within our Discord, which is made up of our patrons, we just finished it. And we did. And I'll just recap that it's quickly gentrifying rural lake town. Jade sees recent events only her encyclopedic knowledge of horror films could have prepared her for. Jade Daniels is an angry half Indian outcast with an abusive father and absent mother and entire town that wants nothing to do with her. She lives in her own world, a world in which protection comes from an unusual source horror movies, especially the ones where masked killers seeks revenge on a world that wronged them. And uh, Jade is the narrator of this book and she lives in Proof Rock, Idaho, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's something right. like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a slasher, basically. It's And every chapter has something called Slasher 101 essays. I think every chapter, well, something like that. And that give it this like funner touch to the book. If you've read Stephen Graham, Graham Jones, and if you have been listening to the show regularly, you may know that like last year we read The Only Good Indian. And whoo, was that, was that a complex thick like dark book and i fucking loved it and this is number one in the lake witch trilogy for him and it's a very different kind of book it's still his in my opinion very solid writing and atmospheric and descriptive why like he's just a really good writer i mean Mm -hmm. i don't think there's you know whether you like the book or not i don't think anyone could really say he's a bad writer no he's an excellent writer and this is, like I said, this is very different from, well, not very different. It, it's, to me, it's really different. It's much lighter. And there was a lot of like fun to it mm-hmm. for the slasher one-on-ones and lots of horror nerd stuff in it. I mean, I was like reading through it and she references slashers as a way of using metaphors through the book. And I was like, wow, I am really a dork. I've think I've seen all of them except for one you could totally and I imagine this would be a great reading challenge or a great watching challenge that you know we could do in the future or someone could take this idea and do it is that you could just write down all the movies that are mentioned in this book and then have that be your watch challenge because it's kind of fun if for no other reason it's a fun book for that reason yeah but also, I know you were talking about how you really liked the Jade character. Yeah, she was fun. At the very beginning, it took me a minute to like her because she's incredibly frenetic. And so am I. So I think I think that there was a element of like, man, she's, why is she driving me nuts? Well, because she's like me. And she is, I'm far, I'm not nearly as reckless as she is, but she's also, you know, a teenager in this book. You bet. But she's a lot of fun because she is a great, She's a gr- the, a really great depiction of a final girl in literature, and there's an edge to her and a, a comedic quality about her, and then just like her obsession with 70s and 80s, 90s, you know, horror and slasher movies, just all together, her character's just really a lot of fun to read, but she's also really intelligent. She's street smart, so the stuff that she does to like get through all of these obstacles in the book it's just really kind of fun to to read and you're rooting for her and there's also this depth to her Mm -hmm. you know like so there's this really great final girl at least that's what they're leading you to believe she might be I won't give away whether she is or she isn't but that's sort of the idea when you start the book but then there's this whole other side to her that gives you there's a reason 
for why she's able to do the things that she does because she has this life experience and these things that she's been through, which I think is important for any final girl to have. So she's not just able to do these things from a one dimensional place. Like it's all deliberate the way her character's written. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. And the way he has written her really suggests all of that, right? Because his characters do tend to be at least the two books I've now read of his, mm. or I'm in the middle of a, one of his novellas as well. They're the characters are, they have that depth. So Whereas she does have that humor. She has this, you know, dark family history, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not the best. And there's other people in the book you kind of want to fall off the face of the earth because of that. And going into it, knowing that it's going to be a trilogy too, and that the second book is coming out, I think in, in, you know, now in February. Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of the book not knowing whether or not I was going to want to read the second one, because Mm -hmm. what I will tell you guys is there's a lot of buildup. It's Mm -hmm. a very prolonged narrative and it's like 75 percent of the way through really before you get this what i where it starts well well it pops off (laughs) let's put it that way Mm -hmm. it pops off and it either delivers or it doesn't depending on who you are and it's a slasher genre book but i think it's also genre bending there's lots going on there and lots of horror nerd stuff. But again, it's there's a really strong opening and then there's a very long buildup of her character, of the situations, of, you know, kind of rabbit holes you go down one way or the other and then it's not that and it's not this. And then you're kind of going, pushing towards that. And then, you know, that last 20, 25% it pops off. And then you kind of can make a decision whether or not, you know, you want to follow the characters in this book to a second book mm-hmm. or a third book. Okay. So is there anything else that you've started reading or? No, I'm, I'm waiting for our next one. I'm, I'm, I ordered Grady's new one. I know we're going to be reading that one next. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, Um, that is our next book, which I'm pretty excited about. So I'm, I'm looking for something though to read next and I have a few on my list. So now Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of deciding. Yeah. Which one. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure out which will be which will be which I started reading a book called sundial by Catriona Ward, who also wrote, let's see, one of the books we read in book club, the last house on needless street. Oh yeah. I liked that one. Yeah. We read that for book club. And so now I'm reading sundial. Okay. And which is the 2022 book. So let me read the description for you just so you guys can know. Sundial is a new twisty psychological horror novel. And you can't escape what's in your blood is sort of the tagline. Um, It looks like all Rob wanted was a normal life. She almost got it. (laughs) Two, a husband, two kids, a nice house in the suburbs. But Rob fears her oldest daughter, Callie, who collects tiny bones and whispers to imaginary friends. Rob sees a darkness in Callie, one that reminds her too much of the family she left behind. She decides to take Callie back to her childhood home in Sundial, deep in the Mojave Desert, and there she will have to make a terrible choice. And on it goes. So that's the basic cool. premise of it. And I've I've started a that you know it's been a dark desert journey. That's kind mm-hmm. of how they talk about it. So. Yeah. And so far, I've only read a, you know maybe fifteen twenty percent of it, and so far that's what's up. So I Very started cool. on that one. Yeah. Do you have a movie or a series or anything? Um, yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to start with. 
Let me go back to one that I watched a while back that I haven't been able to talk about on the show yet. It's older now, but I thought it was really great. I'm not sure if you've seen this one, but it's, it's called Escaping the Madhouse, the Nellie Bly story. It's on Hulu. It came out in like 2020. Um, stars Christina Ricci and Judith Light, who, I mean, was such a great combo. The movie is uh, based on a true story. A young journalist looks behind the curtain of a nearby mental hospital only to uncover the grim and gruesome acts as they bestow upon their patients. This is a dark dark, dreary, really disturbing film, but really did not feel like a slow burn to me. It's only an hour and a half. The performances are amazing. Judith Light just, God, it's like everything she touches just turns to gold. She's able to just jump into these characters and become them. And Christina Ricci's wonderful in it. She plays Nellie Bly. It's a great mental health thriller. Okay. Um, and it's based on a true story. I feel this sounds really familiar. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Um, well, you've probably seen it for a while. They kept like throwing it up there as a suggest suggested watch. And okay. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's check this out. <laughs> and fine. Um, Netflix. Judith Hulu. Light is so ominous in oh. this role. So if you, if, if you like that asylum kind of mm-hmm. Absolutely. movie Nelly and, Bly, and knowing that she is in there trying to get, you know, trying to sell them out, basically expose them. Watch it. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, no, I put it on, I put it on the list. So I watched a 2022 movie that just came to Shudder called Burial. It's 95 minutes I have long. tried watching that twice. I know you have. It's a war thriller, not a horror movie. It's a war thriller. A small group of Russian soldiers have the task of taking Hitler's discovered remains back to Stalin in Moscow. It's not an easy watch as far as like, uh, just keep in mind it's a war thriller. So if you don't like that kind of thing, if you don't like like war movies like that, you're definitely not going to like this. And if you're going into it thinking it's a horror movie, yeah, it's, it's not. not. So just like the ex, as we always talk about expectations are key. So that's part of it. I did enjoy the performance of the main female character. So the, the pluses for me is that I enjoyed that character's performance that she gets into some, some dark situations and, I ended up not feeling like the film was a bad film. It's just that it wouldn't be the kind of film that I would sit down and watch again. It wouldn't be a film that I would necessarily recommend to anyone except a niche audience, sure. right? If you that. like war thrillers, I think it's a solid a solid offering because it does have a story. It does connect to the story. Uh, there is, you know, the, the beginning, middle and end kind of happens. There's some really negative characters. There's some, you know, hero type characters. It doesn't, I mean, here's the thing. Like I can watch a war thriller that's really exceptional and very much watch it again or recommend it, but this isn't one of those ones. So take that for what it's worth. It was sort of like a two out of five stars for me. It's not something I'm going to watch again, but it's not something that I would say was horribly constructed. So. Yeah, and I think I think you nailed it. I think there is a it's a niche audience. Um, I could see why people thought it was well done and all of that. It just for me, it was like 
oh wow i'm dragon i can't yeah I've tried it's twice. slow and, yeah. and all of that so mm-hmm. if it's not your thing it's definitely not your thing and it's not my thing either i'm just yeah. trying to say like i get that it's not my yeah, thing it's not because it's bad no, it's no. just because it's a very specific audience it's also agreed. not great though because okay. i've watched war thrillers we've only that gotten were, through like 30 minutes that were great <laughs> yeah sure and uh-huh. this is the one of them <laughs> I watched a really fun one and it's now been out for a minute. I watched it a few weeks ago, but uh, Blood Relatives on Shudder. And this is a vampire's loner lifestyle is thrown into disarray when a teenager shows up claiming to be his daughter and she's got the fangs to prove it. On a road trip across America's blacktops, they decide how to sink their teeth into family life. It's cute. It's it's a play on a single, you know, on a, a dad who hasn't been in, you know, didn't know he had a daughter. She shows up one day and he's basically like, prove it and she gets really close to the blood and her fangs come out he's like well okay you're my kid yeah and um they go on this really rambunctious road trip together and you know there's just a lot of really fun scenes and and then you throw in the dynamic of of the they're they're estranged from each other and she's just trying to find her identity you know having a father not only just having a father but being a vampire which (laughs) she gets from her father's side yeah for Uh, sure so it's it's really you know it it's been in some film festivals. It's, it's just got like a little bit of a cult following, but I thought it was worth a watch. It's, it's really, it's not very long and it was cute. I liked it. I actually have seen this one. Yeah. I real I'm realizing as I look at my letterbox so that I never logged it. I've okay. Been, I've been doing bat poorly with my logging. Shame. I have found a couple that I'm like, well, I saw that. And then I go to look up like my review or what I thought of it. I'm like, I didn't even log it. Oh no. <laughs> what happened? What happened? This is like my frontal lobe here on Letterboxd. I can't <laughs> lose it. Otherwise, otherwise I can't remember what freaking movies. I watch so many movies and series and shit. I actually figured out a, uh, a place to log my TV shows because as you guys know if you use Letterbox, you there's a few television things that will pop up on there and so you get lucky sometimes but mostly you can't put your TV series watches on there so now I'm using a, a service called Serialized.com hmm. so right. without the ED it's just D Z D so Serialized without the last E is what it's called and uh, it's really easy to use they call it the letterboxed they call it the TV letterboxed so it's very similar because they have that same thing at the end where they leave the E out you see you see what they did there I see what they did there yeah I don't I don't think it's by the same company or anything but that's where I'm doing my series but anyway I watched it too I thought I I I just echo ditto it was fun it was fun it's a mm-hmm. fun watch. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to get some answers. Can I mention one quick thing? I'm not going to, there's no reason to go into depth about it. I just sure. want to say <laughs> I am thoroughly enjoying on mm. HBO Max yeah. the new TV series Velma. Oh, I've heard. Okay. It is. And listen, folks, it's adult animated. Okay. There's, it, it there's, this is not for kids. No. And which is, Ew. makes sense because Scooby-Doo. Right. These kids don't know what that is, but they've basically taken Velma's story and, yeah. and Mindy Kaling is the voice and, and also I think the creator, producer, whatever of the show. And it is so much fun. And oh, she, good. you know, she's finally out of the closet. Oh, good. I've heard some good things. I it is a normally, lot of fun. I don't normally watch animated series, but I have heard so many good things now. And now your recommendation, yeah. I, I definitely would throw it on in the background and see if I get sucked in. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Right on. Let's do some answers to the old. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Gotta find it. Okay, no worries. We'll we'll be over here. Gotta flip through. Okay, what's what's the movie poster tagline for House? Ding dong, you're dead. Dead as a doornail. Ding dong, don't let me in. I don't know the last one. It's actually ding dong, you're dead. (laughs) And the poster, he's like pointing at the at the actual doorbell and he's got all the, he's got like a zombie hand ah, that's amazing. god i love the 80s i know right number two uh george lucille who was president of the white chapel vigilance committee setting up patrons i'm sorry setting up patrols looking for jack the ripper on october 16th he received a box containing a letter and part of a blank the letter was addressed from hell <laughs> i mean I don't know, a heart. A kidney. Oh, there, I was close. An you were. Organ, an organ of some kind. We'll give you that one. Oh, thanks. For I number three, that. the answer to this is, I think this word is used in every other episode of Forensic Files. Oh, okay? and I don't watch that. Great. And I'll even say it like he says it. Okay, cool. McDonald's uses a less toxic version of this chemical to prevent the food from becoming too solid, therefore remaining edible. Hmm... I don't know. Cyanide? <laughs> what they found in Shannon's pizza were small traces of ethylene glycol. They, ethylene glycol. Say that's every what time. Ev- I feel like that's what every killer uses on forensic files. Apparently. It's antifreeze. God. Oh, okay. Got it. That makes sense. I mean, a lot of sense. Number four. Historically, the werewolf must endure how many hours of excruciating suffering before converting? I want to see who's actually done the research on this and who yeah. I mean like did they who take saw every, this happen every werewolf movie that's ever been made and then just like amortize they just the go time. back they're going back to old literature and maybe what they alluded to in these books I'm, I'm gonna sure. call bullshit how long 12 hours five hours oh it's a long time to be in that kind of pain I was thinking 12 so whatever I mean, but then you ask women who have given birth and they're probably like werewolf schmerewolf yeah whatever Number five, Richard Chase, most famous visionary serial killer, was known as what? What? (laughs) I don't know. He was known as the Vampire of Sacramento. Oh. He was a deluded psychotic who believed his blood was slowly turning to powder, so he would have to feast on people. Okay. Okay. He sounds healthy. Well, yes. (laughs) He at least knew how to keep himself alive. The vampire of Sacramento. It's like vampire, yeah. very, very seductive and elusive. The vampire of West Sacramento. Hills. Yeah. yeah. It's like the vampire of Bakersfield. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for that, Kathy. And thank you all for listening. And we will catch you next time on Terror Talk. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. <laughs>